I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, September 27th, and I love uh, getting to be with you. I hope it's something that... uh, uh, has been a blessing to you. I hope every time you hear that song come on, uh, well, I'm on the winning side. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it uh, put, brings a smile to your face. I hope it blesses your heart to be reminded of the fact that as Christians, we are on the winning side. And we're on the winning side because of Jesus. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thankful to have you with us today. Uh, it's a beautiful day this morning. Uh, I have to make a confession. I turned the heat on in my car for just a few moments. And, and before, you, uh, before you start uh, criticizing me, it wasn't for me. It was for my girls because when I was taking them to school uh, last week, there was a morning or two, they said, oh, it's so cold. So I turned on a little bit of heat this morning. Uh, but I love these mornings. It's cool. It's beautiful. And then, of course, it warms up during the day. Just a beautiful day. And uh, we're glad to have you with us on the radio, 95.9 FM. Also on Facebook and YouTube, our radio app, and also our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, happy birthday yesterday to Mary Edwards. And uh, she turned 90 yesterday. And we thank the Lord for Miss Mary. What a sweet lady. And she's out in uh, Scotland Neck. Uh, at the Bryan Rehab Center. We've been praying for her. She's on our prayer list, and uh, we mentioned that. But hope you pray for her. And then Caitlin Tripp had her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Caitlin, to you. And then uh, today, we've got two birthdays, and uh, today is Lacey and Savannah's birthday. Those are my daughters. Of course, you've heard the story before, uh, but uh, they're twins, and they are 10 years old today. So happy birthday, Lacey and Savannah. And then a happy anniversary today to Dexter and Megan Arrington. I hope you folks have a great day as well. We had a great day at church yesterday. Uh, We had a, a couple Uh, that uh, joined the church. That was a blessing. We had many visitors yesterday. Uh, We had, uh, last night we voted in four new missionaries for our church, and what an exciting time. And I, I, I was trying to get to the, the point of talking about giving. I never really got to it. I kept preaching about the grace of God and how God wants us to give and God wants us to grow and God wants us to go. Uh, but I hope for you, I hope that you uh, on a regular basis, whether that be every week or every two weeks or every month, really whenever you get your paycheck, uh, but I believe we ought to be faithful to give to God. Number one is the tithe. Uh, 10% belongs to God. And you say, well, pastor, uh, you know, I go to such and such church, but uh, we'd like to tithe to your church. Well, I don't think you ought to do that. I think you ought to tithe to your church. And I think you ought to be involved in your church. I think you ought to be faithful to your church. And if you can't be faithful to your church, but uh, with your health or whatever, then then obviously you send your tithe to your church or you send it somewhere. Uh, But the tithe belongs to God. And then beyond the tithe, I think every Christian 
ought to give an offering. An offering is an offering of gratitude, an offering of love, uh, of, uh, of thanks for what God has done. I think we ought to all be involved in giving towards missions. There ought to be money that we give specifically to those who are willing to go to nations around the world. And when we had our missions revival last week, we talked a lot about that. And I hope you're giving. Hope you're faithful in giving. Don't, uh, don't cut God out of your finances. It's amazing how we spend money on so many things. I was talking about that yesterday. The average American spends $1,200 a year. That's $100 a month on fast food. Now, I'm not talking about your groceries. I'm talking about just fast food. Just going through the drive through and getting a cheeseburger or getting french fries or getting a milkshake or whatever it is. $100 a month. I'm not saying you shouldn't spend that. I'm, and by the way, obviously it's not healthy, but we all know it tastes good, right? Uh, but I'm not saying you shouldn't spend that. I'm just saying this. We have money for what we want to have money for. And I believe we ought to give to missions. I believe we ought to budget that in. I think we ought to plan on it. I think we ought to commit to that. Uh, the average, now here's, here's a, uh, a stat that's kind of scary. The average coffee drinker. So if you don't drink coffee, this does not apply to you. The average coffee drinker in America spends $1,000 a year on coffee. Now, by the way, uh, some of you listening, you probably spend more than that. Now, if you go through uh, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and you get the, the Frappuccinos and the lattes and all the specialty drinks, those are 4 or $5 just like that every time. And uh, so I'm just saying this. It's not that we don't have money. It's not that we can't afford to give. It's just that we've not made that a priority. And I hope that we'll make that a priority. I'd ask you today to pray for our church, pray for our school. Uh, I was able to go by the school this morning, get to uh, see some of the students and see some of the teachers. And we're so blessed. Hope you pray for our school, pray for our missionaries around the world. And uh, let's pray for one another. Here's a great song, Brother uh, Bruce Fry. We love it when he comes to visit us. But uh, Brother Fry and his brother. They're going to sing this song. I think you'll enjoy it. Talking about the faithfulness of God. And I'm thankful that God is faithful to you and God is faithful to me. Jesus, my Savior, He is my Lord, my precious Redeemer, the light of the my hope for tomorrow, my strength for today, with grace all sufficient, whate'er comes my way. He is so faithful, He is so kind, always forgiving, time after time. Ready to listen and help when I call. Willing to love me each time that I fall. He is my shepherd and I shall not want. My rock and my refuge in the midst of the storm. My shield and my fortress, so precious is He, a friend like none other, 
is Jesus to me. He is so faithful, He is so kind, always forgiving, time after time, ready to listen and help when I call, willing to love me each time that I fall. Ready to listen and help when I call Willing to love me each time that I fall Amen for that song and uh, aren't you glad that God is always there He's always willing to help us, always willing to pick us up and you know, the Bible says a just man falleth seven times, uh, but he riseth up again. Well, how do you think that just man gets back up? I'll tell you how. It's by grabbing hold of the hand of God. And I'm glad that God is able to lift us up. And also, the Bible tells us, I preached last Sunday, a week ago, from the book of Jude. He's able to keep you from falling. You hang on to his hand. He'll walk with you and he'll keep you from stumbling. He'll keep you from being tripped up by this old world. Proverbs 20 is where we're at today. And I want to get started in this chapter. I hope it'll be a blessing. Let's look at verse number one. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 20, verse number one, are you ready for this? Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Okay, so we are 0 for 2. Neither one of these are good things, good attributes. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. You say, well, uh, what does it mean, uh, a mocker? It, wine makes a mock out of you. Uh, it makes you a laughing stock. And then strong drink is raging. Literally, it causes you uh, to, to fight. Uh, literally, it means to brawl. It causes you to lose your temper. It causes you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And by the way, uh, you look at uh, many, many cases of violence. You look at many cases of domestic abuse. And can I tell you, it can be traced back to alcohol. But the Bible says wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Can I tell you, uh, alcohol deceives. Uh, it, it fools you. It, it, it's, it's fooling you right now. Some of you may be listening and you're thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You've been deceived by it because the Bible says that it is a mocker. It is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Uh, that we could do a whole series on this or a whole study on this and maybe one of, the, one of these days we will. But you know, many times people will say, well, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with wine. I don't think there's anything wrong with beer. I don't think there's anything wrong with alcohol because after all, Jesus turned the water into wine and, I, and he did. But can I tell you, the wine in the Bible is always, it's the fruit of the vine. What, um, what causes that grape juice uh, to become alcohol or to become fermented is when it's left to rot and it goes through a process, a fermentation. And I'll promise you this, Jesus did not perform the miracle at the wedding in Cana of Galilee 
And Jesus did not take the water and turn it into alcoholic beverages to serve to everybody because I'll guarantee you one thing, Jesus is the Word of God, the living Word, and we have here the written Word of God, and those two do not contradict. So Jesus is not going to say that wine is a mocker, or like it says in Habakkuk, there is a curse to those who give their neighbor to drink. And Jesus is not going to contradict Scripture uh, in the Gospels with that miracle of turning the water into wine. So yes, that was water. And Jesus turned that water into grape juice and served it uh, to, and told the servants there, he said, give it to all the people. And they said, wow, this is unbelievable. Uh, this is better than we had at the beginning. Not talking about an alcoholic beverage, uh, but talking about grape juice. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 18, be not drunk with wine. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, if the Bible here is talking about grape juice, that it's impossible. You can't get drunk on regular grape juice. Now, you could drink too much and get a stomach ache, but you can't get drunk on grape juice. So here, obviously, we're, we see the reference to an alcoholic or an intoxicating beverage. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And can I tell you, wine is a mocker, Proverbs 20. And I hope if you're listening today, if you don't drink, I hope you'll commit today to say, by God's grace and with God's help, I am not going to touch a drink. And if you're listening today and you do drink and you say, well, you know, I've got it under control, whatever, I would challenge you this. I challenge you to give it up. I challenge you to get rid of it. And maybe some of you listening, maybe you don't drink now, but you used to. And you say, boy, that temptation is so strong. I'd encourage you, don't get around people that are drinking. Don't get around places where they're serving alcohol because it will get you. And uh, many a home has been broken. Many a marriage has been wrecked because of the results of alcohol. Uh, many lives have been lost because of drunk driving. Uh, we, you know in this area, you know of some. We've got at least one in our church that I know of a sweet mother whose daughter was killed by a drunk driver. I remember when I was... Um, in uh, college and I was home one year for Christmas break. I was doing some work at the church and I was driving back to our house where uh, my family lived in Geneseo out in the country a little ways and just driving back and it was a cold night and uh, the, the road was blocked off and there were lights, uh, actually before the police and the ambulance got there, but there was a major wreck and uh, there was a young lady, a young teenage girl that was killed and she was hit head on by a drunk driver and after that, every day I'd drive that road and every day I'd see there was a marker there, there was a memorial there. And that was a testament of here was a life that was lost, didn't have to be lost, but it was lost because somebody got behind the wheel of an automobile and drove drunk and took the life of a young lady. And her parents, I'll tell you, that it's a sad story. Uh, her parents were never the same and uh, her, I believe it was her dad, died at a very early age, had all kinds of physical problems after that and mental problems. And I want to tell you, just stay away from it. And uh, I don't know who's listening today that needed to hear that, but, but take heed to the scriptures. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I want you to look at one more passage here in Proverbs 23. I know we'll get to this and we'll expound on it. But the Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 29, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. 
Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright at the last, it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Can I tell you, the effects of alcohol are terrible. A woe, sorrow, contentions, babbling, wounds without cause, redness of eyes. Uh, The Bible says, uh, at the last, it bites like a serpent. I was on um, Friday. I took last Friday off. Uh, We had our missions revival. I usually try to take Tuesday off, but I took off Friday. And uh, I was on my riding lawnmower. Praise God for a a zero-turn riding lawnmower. Saves a lot of time. Uh, Brother Nathan's in here today, and he's shaking his head. We both praise God for that. And, uh, but I was on that mower and the strangest thing I have, we have lived at our house now for about seven years and, uh, I have never seen a snake. Uh, my wife has seen a couple black snakes and I, I I've seen, I've seen snakes. just not at our house on our property. I was driving uh, that mower on Friday. I just got started. I got up by the road and, and I saw in the, literally in the ditch right by the road in our yard. I saw a snake and I thought, no way. And it started slithering and I looked a little closer. It looked like a copperhead to me. And it wasn't a, a huge snake, but it also wasn't a baby snake. And, you know, obviously for me, I, I preached a couple weeks ago. My wife hates snakes. And so I did not want that snake getting anywhere near my wife or our family. But then also if it's a copperhead snake, obviously that's poisonous. And I don't want that around my children or anything. And so because I knew what could happen with that snake in our yard or in our area, um, I just let it go. I just said, yeah, y'all have a good day, snake. See you later. Have fun. Uh, and then as a matter of fact, I kind of tried to, you know, bring it closer to our house and, you know, tried to give it some food and water. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I got that mower. I had that blade on and I ran over that snake. And after I ran over the snake and parts started flying everywhere, I turned around and ran over it again. You say, wasn't it dead the first time? Oh yeah, it was dead. I just wanted to get rid of any evidence Uh, or any proof that there was a snake. I wanted that thing gone. And you know, that's the way we ought to treat sin. We ought to get rid of it. Uh, Don't play with it. Don't coddle it. Don't just, oh, it'll be okay. Don't excuse it, but get rid of it. Uh, Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And uh, you know, you don't hear many people preach that anymore, but I want to tell you it's still in the Word of God and it's still true. Whether you and I think so or not, whether society believes it or not, I want to tell you, stay away from it. Now, well, that was a lot of a uh, lot of talk about one subject, but I'm glad we talked about it. And I hope we'll live on the winning side. And let's teach our children these things. And uh, let's save ourselves a lot of sorrow and a lot of wounds, the Bible says, without cause. Let's avoid it. And uh, let's live on the winning side. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.